Spoiler alert, Slash's Paradise encourages viewers to watch these horror films before listening to our show. Danny and Lance will go through everything, including filmmaking, dialogue, characters, and even full scene breakdowns when we get excited. Enjoy the show. Hey, Danny. Hey, Lance. Do you believe in ghosts? Yes. Yes, I do. I do believe in ghosts. Do you have any experiences with ghosts? Absolutely. First of all, I am a ghost. Uh, ghost host? I'm the ghost host with the most orally. Hey. Hey. Okay. No, I uh, I actually do have a ghost story. Um, you know, but 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 you know what? Before that, it does take. I think it takes a special, a specific type of person, right, to believe in ghosts. Yeah. You have to. Do you have to be sort of like I don't know, in touch with the ethereal world? Do you have to be religiously up uh, brought up? I don't know. You got you got to let your guard down in ghostly areas or situations or and also be in tune to the other world or so the possible like, other world it's like if i if, if you're trying to get into a relationship right but you're guarded right then you say you gotta let your guard down yeah right so so it's the same thing for ghosts i don't know i've always kind of been an open book i think that uh if i share more i'm just gonna be more interesting apparently but uh some people are like dude you're sharing too much and i'm like ah <laughs> no, uh, honestly, uh, the best, I do have some ghost stories. The best ghost story I have didn't actually happen to me. It happened to my mom, but my mom, my uncle, and my aunt were on a way to see me. They were driving here to, uh, from uh, from Texas. They were coming to California to come see me. And it, I saw and heard the proof of this ghost encounter. Okay, they're okay. taking the scenic route from Texas to California. And they're stopping along. So uh, I think they even went to Tombstone, um, which yeah. is, you know, fun. And then they stopped at this hotel. I, I forget which, uh, but my you know, mom is very cool and into like, you know, uh, boutique hotels. They're like yeah. cool and like, you know, interesting and they have story. And so was my aunt and my uncle. So they all stay at this uh, one hotel and they're just in the hotel room. And you know how parents are with cell phones. Like sometimes they like document way too much and stuff like that. Yes, I know. <laughs> like, you know, it's just anyway. So um, they call you and have no idea that they've called you. Yes. Oh, that one I get a lot. Um also FaceTime call all the time, which I love, but, uh, yeah, it's always a FaceTime call all the time. And you know, sometimes I'm in the restroom, you know, and that's the one where you, if you get a FaceTime call and you're in the restroom, but you don't want to be rude. So you answer, you're like, you, you tell the camera up like this and you're like, hi. And they're like, oh, okay. I'll call you back. Cool. Yeah. What are you doing? Uh, nothing, just nothing. a little busy, but I can't tell you what. Look at my filter. <laughs> no, it's okay. So they're at this hotel and they're, I think they're turning in for the night, but they're just, you know, in the, in, they're sharing a room and they're just all hanging out. Right. And mom's just recording it. And you know what? There is no video. She's recording it, a video recording, but there is no video for some reason. Okay. Okay. So that's already see step one. Okay. Yeah. That, um, that and it's just them just like, you know, joking around with each other. And my aunt has an infectious laugh, dude. It's just, and when she starts going and then my uncle starts going and then my mom is laughing. So they're all laughing. And then uh, at one point, remember, it's just three of them, right? Okay. Just them three. They, someone says, I think my mom says something like, Hey, uh, uh, like, uh, hey, what channel is that? Or, or I don't know. It's just something non like not important, but there is a gap in between them talking and a child, a, a girl's voice, a little girl's voice comes out in the recording. It just goes, thank you. And the video then cuts off after that. It was Ooh. real. I heard it with my own ears. Wow. You still it have was, that recording? the recording has mysteriously disappeared uh, mysteriously no i'm not joking like my mom kept that we played it for every family member caitlin heard it every my some of my friends heard it it was just so clear 
Thank you. Yeah. And then now it's gone, man. Oh. Because, you know, my mom changed phones and like yeah, sometimes it, things it get changed over and it's gone. That's such a bummer, man. It's so hard to get proof of anything. And it's like the t uh, the, I don't think the T, honestly, I said that about the channel. The T, I don't think the TV was on. Mom, if you're in the chat right now, clear it up real quick. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, yeah, it was so terrifying. And like my Aunt Sophia couldn't even listen to it. Even though she was like a part, like they stopped recording, they listened to it right away, and like it was like they couldn't even sleep that night. Yeah, I mean it's terrifying because the, there's and there was no one next to them. I think they were honestly, I think they were the only ones in the hotel that night. The whole the entire hotel, you know, there was like, hotel, there were like two so. or three people there, whatever. Yeah, but yeah. they were like one of the only uh, reservations because it was like during the week on like in like the summer. So yeah, man, I, I totally get that experience of not being able to listen to the proof because there's like an emotional side to to ghosts i think or there usually is no i i <clears throat> yes sir you agree i yes, mean there, there usually is my w the one story i will share i have a few but the one that i will share it always creep my mom out she's like dying to go to the whaley house in san diego i don't mm. know if you ever been old town san diego um i'm not gonna go into history about the house but there's a lot of history there um so i went with my fiance kiki and we <laughs> We we went in and there's a couple of people. This is pre-pandemic, obviously. There's a lot of people in the house. There's like a lobby area, which is basically it's all the house the way it was built, but they've made additions and all this kind of stuff. So essentially the first room you go into is a lobby. Mm -hmm. And in the lobby, there's like picture books and all this kind of stuff. Well, there's a lot of people there. So we decide we're gonna move on. We kind of go there's like a mini courthouse that's attached to the house. We go up the stairs. But right after the courthouse, the second room you go into is like this big dining room that has a kitchen attached. So I walk into the room and Kiki kind of like goes ahead of me and I'm just kind of like looking around and again, that guards down, you know, like I'm okay to experience this. I'm all about it. I'm here for the ghost. Um, and so I'm walking in, just kind of looking around at the, the dining area. It's very small, very smaller, maybe than even this room. Imagine like a table and that's it in here. So I, I'm walking and I feel this person right behind me, like, taller than me. I'm almost six, five. I feel somebody like towering over me and I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. And I said this audibly out loud. Like, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. And I realized that there's no one there. I'm like, Oh man, a ghost story. Or I freaked myself out or whatever. So I tell Kiki about it and we're like, Oh, maybe that was an experience. Maybe not. I kind of shelf it. We go through the rest of the house. It's eerie, but no, no other feelings. Right. So we go back to that lobby area. And remember what I said, there's like picture books, of like things that have been captured in the Whaley house, uh, either through the internet, people have posted it, or there's just a picture taken. So I'm flipping through the book and right on the dining room, there's a picture. And somebody took a picture basically from the, the top of the doorway through, the, so you can see the entire room. And there's this very tall, probably about seven feet, black, dark male figure. It's just dark in the exact spot that I had like come in like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought I walked in front of somebody. So that was the proof it's in the Whaley house. If you go down and look at it. So that's my, the one ghost story I will share. It freaks my mom out because I literally thought it was a person. I didn't think it was a ghost. I thought there was just somebody there. Anyway, maybe I can find the photo and post. So it, you want us to sit here now and listen <laughs> to this episode, knowing that there is this, 
you're huge, dude, yeah. that there's this gigantor fucking host of ghost out there <laughs> just walking around, sizing you up. That's what happened. You walked through the door and this seven foot ghost saw you and he was like, oh, uh, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. Yeah, come on. Well, I hope you come up these stairs. Yeah. That's what he said. And it, you did. Or it's what, one of the few times in my life where I was like. I looked up at the person thinking like, oh, I'm so sorry I'm in your way. And yeah. The other time was when, when I was behind you. Right? Yeah. You cast a large shadow, Danny. Wow. Tall shadow. Long, long Dang. shadow. Last time I ate a barbecue chicken sandwich before. That's not what I was saying, Danny. Any oozle, uh Yeah, man. That, that's <laughs> terrifying. That's a tall freaking ghost. Yeah. That's, but no, honestly, I'm not even just... I, I know it's like putting like a funny, you know, sort of context on it or like spin... But that's probably what that ghost, because like ghosts, man, they're trapped in their sort of like permanent existence of the moment that they left the mortal world, right? That's 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 usually usually the thought. So maybe this ghost was like seven foot tall, walking around. Someone shot him, you know, just like ah, oh, man, you think you're tall, and they shot him, right, or whatever. Right? <laughs> I, I don't know. I think that everyone's always just like you know jealous of each other and in the ghost world apparently but a seven foot tall ghost man he probably doesn't have a lot but his height and he's like nah man i'm gonna show you because he's like this six foot five dude doesn't ever get sized up that's right and so he sized me the f, f up that's wonderful yeah that's wonderful and now i need so, to go to that place when yeah when if i can find the photo i will put it up on our visual show our uh our video show so but we're talking about ghosts why because danny this is a horror podcast we're here to talk about all kinds of horror films not just slashers mm -hmm. but i think this is our first ever ghost movie what a way to start i uh i think it is too it is yes it is my goodness before we get started and before we tell you what movie we're into today uh we've got to talk about our new drinking game it's called slash word danny tell them how it works slash word is basically a version of password so anytime that the slash word that will be introduced here in a minute via a guest host uh, is said by one of us, go ahead and keep yourself hydrated with your favorite drink, whether it be water and or whatever. Whatever water. keeps you hydrated or keeps the party going. But be safe. Uh, today, the slash word is brought to you by Cable Guy. That's fun. Yeah, so Cable Guy, go ahead and give them the slash word. Remember, folks, that we cannot hear this. We cannot see this. This is all for you. So uh, go ahead and fill your tiki cups, and Cable Guy, go ahead and give them the slash word. Oh, I'd love to chat. The slash word is 13. All right. I think, I think it's time. You ready? Yeah, yeah. They usually just tell us five seconds, and then we have to move on. What? That's what they say, right? The, 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 the owners of, we can't hear it, right? They say, wait five seconds, and then we will tell your audience. That's what it usually it is. God, I, I love the cable guy. I wish I could have heard that, dude. I know. He's one of our one of our favorites, one of our favorite movies. Are you ready to rock? <laughs> Today, we are talking about 13 Ghosts. Oh! The lovely 1960 film, mm -hmm. uh, which you also needed Illusion O glasses to watch. Uh, oh, wait, wrong movie. Um, we're talking about the remake. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the 2001 13 Ghosts. Uh, 1961 was the first one? 1960. 1960, 2001. They look similar. When you look at them, when you look at the numbers, they are similar. So, yeah, yeah. That's... There's glasses in both of them. I mean, that's, that's yeah. a similarity. Oh, uh, dude, no, 
man, that must have been fun <sighs> to be in the theater. And it's like when they, uh, you know, when, uh, Friday 13th 3D, they're like, you hear your glass. <laughs> Freddy's dead, right? They're like, now put on your glasses for the next part of the movie. It's just like, it's fun to be in an event sometimes, yeah. right? I guess I just long for that since we, you know, haven't been in a movie theater in over a year now. Yeah. Uh, so the original 1960s came with illusional glasses, so you could either brave the theater experience and see the ghost with these glasses. They weren't 3D, but they kind of use the same technology where it's like red and blue saran wrap, but you have to look through one singular hole looking thing. Um, anyway, so were they embedded in the movie or were they just like around? They were embedded in the movie. The way they shot the movie was with like a blue filter. So when you put the red and the blue, you could see the ghosts, but you could literally watch the movie and not see the ghosts. That's the idea of it. Nowadays, the version just kind of shows you the ghost. Boom. I want the glasses. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, the ghosts back then were basically Halloween props. And you know what, though? Um, I thought, wait, is this the one where the skeleton comes out? Or is that still House on Haunted Hill that I'm confusing it with? Uh, there's a reason you're confusing, because it's the same writer of the story. Oh. See, when uh, Lance talked about the 1960s 13 Ghosts, he's like, have you seen that one? I'm like, yeah, of course, Vincent Price. And he's like, yeah, we'll have a day, a good time, or whatever. That's not, I'll do a better Vincent Price, I swear to God. But uh, <laughs> he was like, no, you're confusing it. And yes, I was confusing House on Haunted Hill with Vincent Price mm -hmm. with this one. Yeah. Uh, totally different. But at the same time, the Jesus. same writer, the same story writer, uh, I think his name is Rob, Bob. Rob Ghostworth. Let me look, let me look, let me look here. Benedict Notes. Cumber Ghost. <laughs> it's Rob White is the writer ah. of the story for both. Uh, so there are similarities. Whoa, he wrote the 1960s version and the 2001 version? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm talking about House on Haunted Hill, you Just jackass. messing with you. We were totally off course. We were talking about a totally different movie than what we've just been talking about. But we are today are talking about 13 Ghosts 2001. Ghosts 2001. What a time for horror films. What a confusing time for horror films. Yeah, man. 2001 horror films. What what came out that year? Uh, Jason X. Why do you got to do that? Why do you got to do that? Because I maybe I like Jason X and you do that already. And now I'm supposed to think that I don't like Jason X. What did I do? You did the thing where you do the thing where you make the face. <laughs> For those of you that are listening to us audially, Lance made a face. And it's just a deadpan Jim Halpert face. <laughs> and I swear, it's just, it, it's, a, Jason X is not the greatest piece of cinematic history at all. I agree. But it's fun. Let me go down that leprechaun rabbit hole with you again, man. Well, leprechaun hit space. <laughs> it's true. Jason hit space. Jason X, what else? Michael the, almost hit space. Thank um, God he didn't. Jeez. He almost did. Uh, scary Movie 2. So we are making a parody of horror films at this point. And Scary Movie 2 actually did a take, uh, uh, made a parody of The Haunting that came out with mm -hmm. Liam Neeson. Yes. Um, I know you are. Also, one that I thought was kind of a gem at this time, Valentine, came out. but It's actually still widely considered a gem. Yeah, good. It is. Yeah. Uh, it's probably one we probably should have covered in February. Yeah, uh, there's always next year. Yes. Um, so you kind of see there's the end of a franchise. Uh, there's the parody now franchise, which we haven't really had before for horror films. And then uh, you kind of got the new dimension stuff going themed. Yeah, stuff the dimension stuff going is pretty on. much is, is on and it's kicking right now. It started in 96, usually yeah. 95, 95. 96, and now it's really, really kicked into high gear. Yeah, um, just pumping out. So who did this one? I I, I don't even know. Was but it Lionsgate? It, 
All I know about this movie, 13 Ghosts, because I owned it on DVD. Yes. The reason I hated the... I, okay, I loved the movie because obviously I bought it, but also I bought a lot of DVDs. I have Fracture on DVD with Ryan Gosling and Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, yeah. But that's not something you own on DVD. <laughs> I have Michael Clayton on DVD. Okay. Like, why do I have these movies? Because they were like three to five bucks at Walmart, probably. Yeah. You don't have Walmart, right? We're uh Texas. Dude. Are you kidding? What what was the store that you, you mentioned on another podcast? There is Walmart, but there's the H E B is what there I it is. H-E-B. But That's like H E B is where you get like it's like you go to Ralph's for food, but you could still go to Walmart here, I guess, as well. <laughs> Gosh, I had nothing to compare it to. Walmart's wow, Walmart. Oh, we were so off track. No, okay. No, no, no. okay, so so those of you that have the DVDs, right? Yes. Uh and I'm going to try and describe this the best way I can for the audio listeners is uh, there are the two types of DVD cases. It's the regular open bookcase cover. And mm. there's the one, then there's the one that the cover is like a cardboard is hard cardboard. Yeah. And then it has like a flap over it that you just, that's just on like the right side of the spine. Yeah. Ish. And you just peel that open and it opens. I, the, I can name the movies, all of them. All the nightmares were like that. All the Matrixes were like that. Uh, 13 Ghosts, obviously. Um, Fear.com. Oh, yeah. So it might, be, it might have something to do with the studio. But yeah, I didn't like them, dude, because they didn't, they didn't line up. They didn't line up right in my collection. I actually, I had my collection alphabetical order because I'm like that. And these just, I had to take them out. Of yeah, they don't, they don't fit properly. There was actually a third option, which was the first case that you talked about, the normal one. Uh-huh. But it had the two clasps on it, like the locks. Yes. I tore the clasp off. Me too, dude. Yeah. I, I would get so excited and I ripped down the middle and the, the locks or whatever they were would just break off. Well, because we know that it's a problem. We know piracy is a problem, you know? Hell, I went to the the Pulga one time, which is the flea market, and they were like, hey, you know, five bucks for this movie that isn't out in two more years. I was <laughs> yeah. like, what? How do you have Godzilla? And it's, anyway, uh, it's a very specific moment. But you all who've been to the flea markets and seen these people selling those DVDs, you know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Danny, let's have our pumpkin spice latte for 13 Ghosts. Pumpkin Spice Last Day for 13 Ghosts 2001. A philanthropist, wrong word, uh, an entrepreneur of sorts. A rich man is obsessed with capturing 13 ghosts for his own gain. Uh, is then uh, tr- presumed to die and has transferred over his belongings and inher- and his, his the things that he owns, right, uh, to his nephew, who then with his family is transported into this glass house that is also housing 13 ghosts. And they are now trapped in there with a psychic and, um, you know, children and 13 ghosts, like I mentioned to try and navigate their way out of it before the ghosts and they all meet their end and open the gates of hell and walk through it. Uh, lots of ins and outs, lots of spells, um, and yeah, that's 13 Ghosts. Get out of the house before you die and become a ghost yourself. All right, so our little statistical breakdown. Uh, the movie came out on October 26, 2001. We had a budget of $20 million. Our box office was 68.5 mil. Um, the kill count is debated. But I'm going to say 10. There's 10 actual deaths. I go that. You don't count the ghosts. I don't count the ghosts as because they're already dead. But okay. people do. Um, let's see. 
written, like I said, the story was written uh, by Rob White, but the screenplay was written by like four or five different people, so I'm not going to go through all of them. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. The movie starring Tony Shalhoub. 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 Thank you. Uh, Shannon Elizabeth. Hello, 2000s. Hello. Uh, M. Beth Davids and Matthew Lillard. Oh, and I have to mention F. Murray Abraham. Fucking Murray Abraham. From? Amadeus. Yes. Any, anything else? Last action hero, Danny. Come on. Are you kidding? He won the Oscar for Amadeus. That's true. Let's practice. John, practice. <laughs> From last action hero. Uh, F. Murray Abraham is widely referred to. Oh, he's in that also, the um, the Apple TV series with uh, Rob McLaney. Haven't watched it yet, but... Looking forward to God, it. It's, 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 but anyway, F. Murray Abraham, wonderful, wonderful actor, plays the evil uncle Cyrus. Cyrus. Who is the person who, along with, when I say psychic, we were talking about Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. Who he Matthew Lillard. Who is he? Has he what come is- out in any other horror movie that has spawned such a, a, uh, a crazy fandom? Yeah, uh, Hackers. Wait, no, that wasn't a franchise. Oh, Scooby Doo, uh, right? Because it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's scary. Two. It's a scary. And yeah, he did the 13 ghosts of Scooby-Doo. There's a Scooby-Doo 13 ghost movie. Oh, man. That must have been kind of meta for him. Yeah. That's great. Guess I'm not. Is that it? Can't really put my finger on one. (laughs) Uh, Matthew Lillard from Scream. Yes. He's a Stu Baker. Yeah. But anyway, we will get to that maybe soon. Yes. Maybe very, very (laughs) soon. You're listening to Dead Candy, dedicated entertainment for the dead. Hola, ghoulos! It's me, Raúl El Ghoul. And I'm coming to you to ask you, follow me on El Instagrams at Raúl El Ghoul, or in Espanol, at Raúl El Ghoul. Anyway, I am the newest creature feature ghost host with the most. I know all the things of his spooky things, and that's the story I'm sticking to it. If you want to laugh, you can come there too, because if I wasn't called El Ghoul, I'd be called Raúl El Funny. Follow me on Instagrams at Raúl El Ghoul. Hey, when it comes to ghosts, hosts, and spooky stuff, you can do a lot worse than Raúl, but it doesn't get much better. <laughs> Don't be a stupid. Be a gulo. Adios. All right, let's count down your 13 ghosts uh, just for everyone that needs to know. We have the firstborn son, the torso, the bound woman, the withered lover, the torn prince, the angry princess, the pilgrimess, the great child and the dire mother, the hammer, the jackal, the juggernaut, and the broken heart. My gosh, man, these are these are intense. Yeah, I'm not okay. I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about your shit, as I like to say. <laughs> but some ghosts 
are scarier and bigger threats than the others. That's just the way it is, man. I'm sorry. They're all supposed to be evil ghosts. As Matthew Lillard says, most ghosts you can't see. Most of them don't want to hurt you. Most of them can't hurt you. Oh, but there's man. Some you got to do a better one of that. Come on. Fuck that. That was actually, I was going with it. That was actually pretty good. <laughs> No, they get right there, man. Maybe I'm doing more of him. I really screen. like Matthew Lillard. By the way, I have a Matthew Lillard story. I got to tell really quick. Go for it. I used to work at Best Buy. Matt, you came at like 10.03. We had just closed and I had to tell you no. And I feel really bad because I ran in, told my manager that it was you. And then I ran back out and you already drove off. So I'm so sorry, Matthew Lillard. Uh, I totally let you down, man. I tried, but I didn't try hard enough. So um with that, I guess we we can keep going. But again, Matthew Lillard, I'm sorry. How in the absolute world am I supposed to keep on going when I am sitting across from a man who denied, you denied Stu entry into Best Buy? Nay, you denied Shaggy entry into Best Buy? What the hell is wrong with you, man? I used to live in the middle of bum F nowhere, Danny. I worked at Best Buy, yes, but there's you, a Best would, Buy, there's civilization. Would you expect to see Matthew Lillard in? This wasn't in L.A. This is in you know San Bernardino County. Bernardino. Uh, I didn't expect to see him, and once I saw him, I was like, "Huh? How did he? Is that Matthew Lillard? How did he ask to get into the Best Buy? He was on his phone. Okay, very, very actor. Uh, he's getting out of his car. Said, oh, you guys closed? I'm like, yeah, man, sorry. And I kind of went. And he kind of get back in his car and waited for a second. Like, that, 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 that's the guy. Yo, manager. I think her name was Tanya. Uh, the guy, he's here. So probably here by to buy one of his movies or give me my big break. That's what he was there, man. He was there oh, for. He was there for an employee who was willing to bend the rules in order to break all of them. I, I really dropped the ball, man. I'm sorry, man. That's no worries. I mean, hey, you know, uh, we would let you in now, but uh, we can't. Get in either. Um, so here's so Matthew Lillard plays a psychic who uh what's the psychic's name? Um gosh, I had it here in a minute. Anyway. Dennis. Huh? Dennis. Dennis. Dennis a psychic who not only a psychic, I, I think this because like psychics, right? They could tell if he's like an like, extreme medium. That's it. He's a medium, okay? Uh, but like extreme, but extreme in the point of he cannot touch anyone because if he touches you, he sees your he sees your death, really, right? Essentially, yeah. Yeah, he sees your future, your death. Or even your past a little bit, I think, at one point. Right, he sees what's going on. So, like, he's very, in that sense, like, don't touch me. Uh, and he's being paid by Cyrus to help him catch these ghosts because he can uh, also touch surfaces and areas that have been affected by trauma and or murder and or lots of death. And he can sense where these ghosts are. So he's basically Cyrus's little hunting dog, mm -hmm. you know? So uh, he's introduced to us in not mm -hmm. such a positive light. Cause like he tries to stand on some sort of morality molehill, but at the end of the day, he's being paid and like, he kind of just bends to the will of Cyrus. And then it's shown in the beginning that Cyrus upon trying to catch the 12th ghost dies. Yes. Yeah. Cyrus dies in the very beginning before the credits even roll, honestly, of the title card at least. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So F Murray Abraham, fucking Murray Abraham. <laughs> it's just, oh man, I just love that shit. Just cause he's like, he's just a cool man, dude. Yeah. Like, uh, he's got a swag about him. Fuck yeah. But I, 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 
Okay, I don't know if this is anyone else out there, but I confused F. Murray Abraham with Cadbury from <laughs> Richie Rich. Oh, with the, I would. I'm sorry. What? I just would all the time. Just uh. I would confuse those two actors. Um, he's also uh, uh, Westridge in Anaconda. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so that's what the that's how the movie begins, and then it flashes forward to Tony Shalhoub and his family. His uh, daughters, Shannon Elizabeth. He has a son, mm-hmm. and then he has a housekeeper. Um, it is shown through the title sequence that not only did he have a wife and they had a mother, but they kind of built a family together. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, I, and they, I, it's pretty lazy for me. I hate this shit, but I get it. If you want to tell more of a story and you want to get this out of the way, Friday the 13th, 20, 2009, you want to just show all this stuff. So yeah, you see that they were a family. Then there was maybe an accident. There was a fire. And now uh, his wife, their mother has passed. I don't mind that, especially in like popcorn movies. I mean, we kind of talked about it in my bloody Valentine 3d, go check that episode out. Um, yes, but you, you sum up so much, but you have an action packed movie. This is a, I think a popcorn kind of esque movie. It's very bright. You know, the movie itself is not a dark horror film in that sense of like lighting and stuff. You know, you can see what's going on almost all the time. And you can see sometimes what's going on, right? Because they like uh, kind of jump cut one. OK, never mind. We'll get into that in here. In a minute. Anyway, the opening, it's it's something that I in this movie, I don't think would have fit uh, the pace of the film to go through and meet the mom and kill the mom through this fire, the house fire and all this kind of stuff. But you you establish very quickly the the kid, Robbie or Bobby is very morbid now he's only like 10 years old you- yeah he's he's a bit of a loud mouth too he's got like uh he's got like this like uh talk boy sort of thing it's like yeah a, like a little recorder and uh, he has no filter the kid has no filter he also has the uh the his uh aura instead of r you know mm. in his uh, in his voice it's it's adorable um but sometimes it's adorable and then you're like oh you're talking about some like pretty morbid shit you're like a mom died in a fire you know and it's yeah. like there's no filter for this kid, but at the same time, you can't be mad at him because he's like, you know, he's he's sweet and he's young. He's way younger than Shannon Elizabeth. Yeah. So he's like in middle school. He's got like a little, you know, the uh, gosh, man, I can never do those. The um, the razors. Oh, the razor scooters. Yeah, I couldn't, man, because, you know, it's 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 a wheel. It's a wheel. And then there's the platform, right? The My, my platform would dip. <laughs> Whatever. I got on a bike recently and the tire said, get off. <laughs> oh, man. It's fine. It was probably the bamboo version. I needed the right. steel version. Okay. Okay. Then. Okay. So then Kathy, who's Shannon Elizabeth is his older sister. Yep. This is one of those, like she was hot at the time. She's, she did scary movie. Um, she did American Pie, Pie I 99. think. Right. Yeah. Uh, kidding. Um, oh, yeah, we all we all know she did American Pie. Johnson uh, Family Vacation. So she's a hot name at this point. Matthew Lillard is still kind of sizzling from Scream. Basically, I don't know anything huge that he did in between that time because Scooby Doo came after this one. So it's kind of you're kind of putting little you know pegs in the hole. But Tony Shalhoub is a pre Monk, I believe, or I, yeah. right around when he's going to get Monk. And this, I mean, that dude ran away with Emmys almost every year. So yeah. So this is a pretty well acted, and then F. Murray Abraham Oscar winner. So it's yeah, like it's awesome. a pretty very it's a very well acted. I believe I'm saying that right. Movie. It's got a lot of great characters, but those are all the living, so to speak. 
but let these ghosts, man. These, Holy yeah. moly, dude. So, yeah, one criticism about the original movie was that the ghosts weren't scary. It's Halloween props. It's It was all gimmick-oriented. I thought the family did a good job of telling the ghost story. Like, the movie's kind of scary for the 1960s without the ghosts, without seeing them. Yeah. The effects are cool. In this movie, the ghosts are absolutely fucking terrifying, I think. And I think the family kind of falls short of selling it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's... Here's my issue. I think it's kind of silly to believe that this family that's struggling just to keep it together can also afford a housekeeper. Because he does say that he's also paying... He's paying for the housekeeper. The nanny, yeah. The nanny, sorry. The nanny. And I just... I I don't believe it, right? I just... If you're going to cut costs and he's talking about, like, I'm trying to do my best, the first thing you cut, I think, is the nanny, in my opinion. Yeah. So, I mean, there are little plot holes here and there. Um, This movie, the first thing I think about is like, oh, this reminds me of like Resident Evil. Like Resident Evil came in actually a year later, 2002, but the look of it is very bright. You're not, you know, it's not like darkness around the corner. It's not something coming out of the darkness. I still think it's very MTV though. I do think because there's like, there's a. there's obvious nine inch nails. There's no nine inch nails in the okay, there's, movie. There's this one part How in the movie. You. Stop! There's this one part in the movie where the uh, okay, so they they learn that they have inherited Cyrus's domain, his house, uh, because that's Tony Shalhoub's uncle, right? So so uh, they have a lawyer come over and present all this stuff to them, right? Hey, through a video, he's like, this is my life's work. It's a very... And the whole family's excited because they're like, oh my God, we get our own bathroom. We get our own bedroom. So they're very excited to move. There is a point where you like, kind of suspect, because first of all, the lawyer looks very slimy. He almost, he, al- he almost looks like the sheriff from My Bloody Valentine. Mm. It's in the eyes. It's almost like, you know, he's kind of... It's kind of wispy. He's kind of a like a like a little elf, you know, <laughs> like a little sprite. He's a little sprite. Is sprite. What he is. He's yeah. a little sprite, and he's out there. He's giving him this deal, and you're like, I just, I don't, I don't trust this guy. <laughs> I don't trust. I don't trust. I don't trust him. No, it's because he's a lawyer, right? You're not supposed to trust lawyers. But anyway, he um, gives them the, the yeah. This house is yours whenever you want. I could take you over there right now, and you're all like, yeah, yeah. On the travel, on the trip to the house, he's leading them, right? The lawyer's leading them in the lead car. And he's doing that thing where he's like looking in the rear view mirror. By the way, these are side views. This is a rear view. And he's looking at him in the <laughs> rear view mirror. <laughs> Sorry for those audio. Ver- anyway, uh, he's looking in the rear view mirror. And this music starts. And immediately I thought as I was watching it that it was closer by Nine Inch Nails. You make me violate you. Right? That's pretty much how it goes, right? Yeah. This song kind of sounds like that. And me being the super rock fan and aficionado, I know all things. I was like, hey, Lance, isn't that cool? That part where Nine Inch Nails comes out and he's like, what? Excuse me? Baking powder? What did you say? <laughs> did you no. say $5,000? Uh, no, yes. I was like, I was totally convinced it was Nine Inch Nails. It's not. But if you listen to it, watch for yourselves. Not even close. But Shut that's up! okay. There is no a way. rock country electric song in there that Danny says is all him. Anyway. I am I am rock electric. Country. In this scene, we are, we're, we're not introduced, but we kind of see a little bit more of the lore of the Black Zodiac through, uh, what was her name? Kalina. Yes. This character, um, she's got all the books. She's got all the occult 
right? Heard. Because when they're trying to catch the the monster, uh, monster, when they're trying to catch the the ghost in the beginning, Juggernaut, yes, yes, Kalina is introduced as like they're like the uh, environmentalists. Uh, they, they, you know, they're the, the naturalists rather. They're trying to like kind of free the ghost or trying to stop Cyrus. So it's her and her partner. And it looks get- like Kyle Reese. Kyle Reese. Really? I think so. Okay. I think he just looked like him, but ah, uh, don't uh, we, uh, let's speed through, dude, because I'm going to go on this whole thing where we got to <laughs> cover Terminator because I believe it's a horror movie anyway. Okay. Uh, yeah. So she's introduced and now we, <laughs> we do see her later. She comes pretty much to their aid because not only is the lawyer being shady as hell, but Matthew Lillard, Lillard is back dressed as the a, cable guy. <laughs> pretty much. He's like from the no, power. He's an electrician or he, he says he's an electrician. And- he, he's posing as something to try and like warn the family or actually he's trying to get in there so he can get his money. Yeah. Apparently he he's didn't trying get, to get in the house. He didn't get his money from Cyrus. Okay. Right. Nobody knows what's going on. That the fact that this huge glass house where you should never throw rocks, stones in a glass house. Right. Is that what they say? Yep. Okay. So those of you out and there, they say in your, the movie, that's a quote from there's the movie. your philosophy. Uh, he's trying to get it because he's been shorted. Basically, he has, Cyrus died and didn't pay him. So nobody knows that in this whole glass terrarium, there are ghosts underneath it all. Well, the family doesn't know. Yeah, you're right. Actually, the family doesn't know. <laughs> Matthew Lillard does know in this. So uh, why is he trying to get in? What a dumbass. He's trying to get in to get his money, and then he gets trapped in there. The thing starts to go off. These walls start to move and, tra- you know, trap people and start to unlock. Well, because it's not a house, ladies and gentlemen. It's not a house. It's a... It's a pretty much, it's a, it's a machine. It's a machine. Yeah. Yeah. It's a machine machine trying to, okay. Apparently, apparently if you get the ghosts in a certain. It's based on the black Zodiac. There's only technically 12 ghosts, but the 13th ghost is a fail safe to the machine. This, okay. I'm not going to go into what the black Zodiac is, but. No, you're not. It's a. It's a dark version of the regular Zodiac. So the Aries, Taurus, all of them. Sure. There's a dark version of them. Well, this movie made the black version, which is the ghosts that unlock this machine. So that's the background. That's what the story is. So you'll see on the machine, there's symbols. And each symbol is part of the black Zodiac. And each symbol represents a ghost or a ghost represents minute, each wait, symbol. Wait, wait, wait. If the black Zodiac is the alternate version of the regular Zodiac, what's the black Zodiac counterpart of Virgos? Just so I know what I am. I don't know, but I can look it up. There is a, I think I'm the juggernaut, right? Because I'm big and awesome. Sure. Yes. I'm yes, Danny. Juggernaut. You are the juggernaut. I could be the hammer. I could be the hammer. I think the juggernaut was the one that introduced himself to me at the Whaley house. Yeah, basically, each ghost has their own kicks, basically. They have their own things that they're... So, when I said what I said in the beginning of the episode, that these ghosts, some are definitely scarier than than the others, like, the first five or six are, like, "Mm, snorefest. It's when you get to the end. It's, like, seven and on to 12. Those things are terrifying. Yeah. Imagine you're locked in a room with not only the jackal, but the hammer and you're like all right i could dodge these guys and then the juggernaut just gets you yeah you're not going anywhere but up and then eventually down yeah because he's huge that i mean there's only actually one ghost that kills anyone in this i think it's the juggernaut um i mean we learned that in beetlejuice right you have to build up your ghost powers right? <laughs> so 
So I guess now everyone has their powers. They're terrifying, and they do do damage, especially the jackals. Extremely well, terrifying. So so the lawyer meets his end almost immediately in the house because, as Lance mentioned, this machine starts closing doors and like shutting doors, and and these all these doors are made out of this glass that is like soundproof, uh, shatterproof. It's impenetrable, but apparently, but is also inscribed a bunch of spells because as Matthew Lillard says. You gotta have a sequel. No, he doesn't. He says that on another one. Uh, he, as Matthew Lillard says in the movie, he says that in the ghost world, there's their own set of rules that they have to abide by. So right. these spells pretty much lock the ghosts in where they have to be because you know they're ghosts. They don't. They don't. Res- you know, uh, adhere to normal laws of physics in the mortal world. Like they can walk through a damn wall or something, but like if there's spells around them, they got to keep them intact. Right. I, I love that part. There's so much tech and so much like the spells and, and the best part that we haven't even talked about yet is the glasses. The only way to see the ghost for us humans is to wear these special glasses, which also they had to wear the same glasses in the 1960 film. It's one of the only things that carried over from the first film. Oh, that's fun. The original film. Yeah. So, uh, so imagine you're in a room, you don't know what's going on. And then I put on my glasses. I'm like, Oh, Danny, the hammer is right there. <laughs> okay. But like, do that, do that scenario one more time. And then Danny, tell the me one of right the, uh, no, no. One of the <laughs> other ghosts, like one through five, say that. Okay. Say it. Danny, the torso's down there. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's still scary, right? But it's, I don't care. I, Apply the rules of Beetlejuice to this, right? It just has to be terrifying. If you can see it and it's a ghost, that's scary. I mean, it's a torso. It's a torso coming after. It also. It's a headless torso. That's true. But the head is over there too. It's like together. And it's saran also, wrapped. Also, I got to talk about the, uh, the the fat kid and the little mom. What's okay. It? Uh, the, <laughs> the, uh, shit. And the dire mother, the I know great that. child, and the dire mother. Yes. Do they count as one ghost separate? Or are they are they one ghost? No, there are two ghosts. So it's like ten and eleven, or whatever, right? Or eight nine, or nine. Eight or nine. Okay, okay, but they are together. They're. It's like you know, Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. Okay. They're two separate people, and they're two separate ghosts. Mm. Got it. Cool. In the in the numbers of everything, yes. Okay. So also, again, the dire mother. I'm not afraid of her either. Right. But if you said that the hammer was there. That dude is terrifying. First of all, the dude's massive. Yeah. Ima- don't even, if you look at a picture of the hammer, okay? He's this huge dude with a bunch of railroad spikes. Looks like it, yeah. Gosh, they are like embedded into him. Okay, he's not alive. One of them's in his head. Okay. But anyway, he also has a hammer for, a, like a sledgehammer or a super sledgehammer as a hand. You know, he's, he's like, he's like Ash. Reverse Ash Williams. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Same idea. Um, this dude is so, and, but this is what Matthew Lillard says is if these ghosts meet their end in a horrific way or tumultuous circumstances, they are permanently locked in this realm of aggression, which is why they're so angry. Yeah, and they do want to kill you. They're tortured Almost all souls. Of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Except here comes a huge point in the movie. Not all the ghosts. One through 13 are trying to kill you. No. Number four? What is number four? <laughs> Come on, Lance. You got to know the numbers. Oh, my God. The withered lover. Lover. Okay. So, as I mentioned before, this is very yes. important, guys. Okay. We're in the movie. Okay. Matthew Lillard is touching things and he's getting sad and he's getting angry and he almost sees <laughs> his future, right? Tony Shalhoub has lost his 
son and his daughter are now missing in the uh in the house so the only th- people you have are uh the nanny yeah the father the psychic and the environmentalist who has now come back and said i'm going to help you guys right but all through this Bobby is the young boy. He goes on an adventure of himself. He's got his glasses on and he's hearing. This is the way that ghosts are choosing to speak in the movie. This is what you hear. And he's hearing like instructions, right? One's like, Bobby. Bobby, maybe a ham and cheese sandwich or something like that, right? Like it's like it's like a different things are popping in your mouth. But like there's this one that's like, Bobby. Come downstairs, basically, okay? And he's like, what? You know, he's like very confused. And he's going down the stairs to where all the ghosts are. And he's also hearing contradictory. He's like, Bobby, don't come down here. Bobby, don't come down here. It's like, Bobby, don't come down here. And he's, I'm like, who's telling him not to come down here? Because if they're all jerks, they would all want to mess with him. Right. Number four is again, what? The lover. Uh, the, the withered lover, right? The withered lover, yes. Y'all. Number four, spoiler alert, is his mom, is Tony Shalhoub's wife. She died in a fire uh, that apparently was, it's ambiguous, right? As if it was a caused fire. Yeah. And or if it was uh, just by happenstance that F. Murray Cyrus was able to go and trap that ghost. But yikes, one of the ghosts is the mom. And she's like in her gown from the hospital. This movie, I'm going to jump really quick just to tell you that this movie does make me very emotional at the end, dude. It's the point that I made at the beginning and I made it on purpose is because the ghosts sell the film. There's a sadness to almost all of them. They are tortured souls. You encounter them in such a sad way. You know that they they met this terrible demise. And one thing you mentioned was the DVD. If you go back and watch the DVD, there's a profile on every single one of them. Yes, I do remember that. And I I remember reading that like constantly. Like, okay, I want to know his whole backstory. And that's become a big thing with this cult following for this film now is 13 Ghosts has this huge cult following. People want to see... Uh, an origin story for all these ghosts. Imagine. Oh, like yeah. like on like uh, Netflix or something? Yeah. Oh, can you imagine? That'd be awesome. But, Whoa, each ghost gets its own episode. Yeah. I, I would love if they brought back like the makeup team from this. Please don't use the Sabrina makeup team. But um, if they brought back the... the no dong te- in that fight. <laughs> if you bring the technical side of this movie to that series, that could be really fun. Oh, man. I would watch all 12 episodes. Yeah. Which one am I skipping? Probably the 13 <laughs> episode. I'll skip the dire mother and the <laughs> and the great child. I don't need okay, guys. The great child is a baby Huey. He's a huge dude. Like that has just been like overfed by his mom. <laughs> and he's got like he's a huge baby of a man, you know, and he's got like the bib. Ugh, he's got the bib, and it's like there's like pea soup and cream of wheat and i'm just getting sick of talking about it honestly all right it's gross it's not gross is it terrifying is it scary if you saw that would you i'd be like what who overfed this kid or why is this man dressed as a baby those are two thoughts immediately that's i scare the shit out of me if i saw that coming at me however however uh however lance if we could switch gears real quick oh no we can switch gears real quick. I need the numbers. Give me the numbers real quick. I need to see the numbers. What is the number of the one ghost 
uh, that's, uh, you know, she's got a lot going on. Uh, the angry princess. Yeah. The angry princess. So there is a ghost in this movie, the angry princess that is all kinds of naked, <laughs> but is, uh, I've thought a lot about it, about this, about the best way to describe this ghost, the way that she looks. Imagine falling into a big tub of uh, right before they harden the Crayola crayons to make gray. Okay. It's like the goo. Okay. You fall in the goo. Yeah. Then you walk out. Okay. That's what she looks like. Skin color, right? Mm-hmm. Some people would say it's rigor mortis setting in. Some people would say uh, different things. But all she's wearing is a knife, and that's it. That's she's it. She's wearing a knife. And, you know, I actually understood that um, when I watched this movie, because I did watch it in theaters. Oh, you did? Yes. Nice. 2001, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know how. I think I got in somehow. Uh, I watched it in theaters, and I, I swear I walked in thinking that this movie was PG-13. Because it doesn't have a lot of real, real crazy (laughs) violence, honestly. Yes, there's some moments it's like blood popping out of the side of the mouth. You're dead. You know, like, eh. eh. And there's some, like, gory images. Like, uh, but then this angry princess pops out. And there's this scene, right? Because Shannon Elizabeth is very excited about the bathrooms. as all she cares about. New homeowner would be. (laughs) If if it's got, you know, more than one bathroom and it's a big bathroom, oh, my goodness. Like, I'm obsessed about a tub that i could fit in which me they, too actually they don't exist it's Same. like a trough basically it's like where the cows drink out of out of out of the ranch that's where i go i go in there actually i drink from there too. no the point is that there's this moment where uh the ghosts are escaping slowly yeah right one by one right and they're not supposed to be just kind of roaming through the house maybe they are um but the point is is that the angry princess who's, uh, you know, she's got like these contacts that almost make her entire eyeball black. Yeah, they're uh, black scleras. <laughs> Beg your pardon. Very nice. So thank you, sir. Uh, she's got the, the gashes all over her, scars all over her body. And uh, at one point, she goes into the bathroom that Shannon Elizabeth's character is in. And what Shannon Elizabeth can see and what the ghost is living are like, it's kind of... Right. It's just like cutting back and forth and it's like a clean bathroom versus like full of blood and in on the floor on the in blood is written I'm sorry indicating that maybe the angry princess met her end by suicide. Suicide. Um yeah. but she then gets into the tub and the tub is filled with blood in the ghost world it is not filled with blood in the real world and then Shannon Elizabeth keeps on washing her face cuz I don't that's what you do when you go to a house you just open turn on the faucet and just start washing your face over and over again. Well, it, it, there was a good setup on this. She had mentioned a bathroom like three or four times before finding the bathroom in this place. I remember we were like, this is a machine. It's not a house. There are house elements to it. Never saw the kitchen. But um, oh. so she was all about this bathroom cleaning up. And that was the first ghost that you see in the house. You saw the juggernaut. And at this point, this is the first ghost you're actually seeing in the house. And it's full nude. I mean, eventually it's full nude, but you yeah. get the the toplessness at least. And this. But what, what's also interesting is that the she doesn't she doesn't the I'm talking about the angry princess doesn't know what to do, right? Yeah, she could kill. Shannon I'm glad you like, mentioned that. That sadness came back yeah, through this right. character. You're right. Um, where she's kind of panicking. She sees that uh uh, what's her name? Kathy, the character. Kathy. 
uh, is like going to, I think, turn on the bathtub water or does? Yeah, she's she's and turning on the bathtub water, and then you know the, the angry princess starts to panic. Like, what are you doing? And then she pulls up this huge butcher knife, very um, Halloween Michael Myers esque, bigger than that. For the even. one, the one you are watching, there's a there's a knife here. Yes, um, and kind of goes for it. Then her dad interrupts the scene. Uh, but that sadness is there with the, the princess. Like it's that emotional side of a ghost is so needed in every great ghost story. I think you need to have some sort of sadness to it. I will say that also uh, there are some uh, great, sa- I mean, yes, I'm making fun at, in, in, in a sense with it because when you watch the movie, they don't let you more than maybe a second to at the most see the ghosts. Uh, when they're like in their ghost yeah. form, like about that's like it's cutting in between. It's just it's a it's a choice, you know. Sometimes I get annoyed with it. Sometimes I'm like, oh, that's kind of you know interesting of the time. Uh, a take on this film was that it was the soundtrack was too loud and the editing was too sharp, or there was just too much going on where you can't quite catch what's happening, or you don't get enough to be fulfilled. I think uh, another thing was that people felt physically ill or physically impaired by this film. Yeah. In the theater. Okay. Look, I'm glad, I'm glad you said that because there are some, I suffer from motion sickness mm-hmm. as you all may have known by now. And there are some elements of this, this film that like can probably can trigger some sort. Cause there are these like heavy jump cuts. I want to say there's some strobe effects ish. Um, and sound, it all messes with your equilibrium. So the reason I wanted to kind of like uh, bring back, I'm going to bring back the torso just because like, you know, I kind of shit on the dude and I'm sorry. But there is one thing about the torso. And I think uh, it's the prince, the guy with the the one with the baseball bat. Yes. But both of them the torn, have the torn prince. The torn prince. They have a sound effect that takes me back to a specific movie. Halloween 6. Oh, yeah. Okay. Remember the what? What? No, it's not that. It's not actually that one. It's you know like okay. So oh, you know that sound. It's the sound when Michael is about to kill Beth mm-hmm. upstairs. It's one stab, second stab, the third one that comes slow motion. It's like yeah. that grunt. Got a better one. Got a better one. Ghost. Ghost, ghost with oh. Patrick Swayze when the things come out from under the ground to the, take the the, the, the babies? evil people. Yeah, those. <laughs> actually, my brother actually hates that shit, man. He, I, it is a scary moment, dude. Yeah, because like you don't like to kind of you don't want to put parameters on what you want someone to imagine like hell is like or something that like you cannot define. So when you do and you or you attempt to do it and you actually. Nail, Nail it. it. <laughs> it fucking stays with you. Yeah. Uh, when those things come out of the ground and they take the the bad people in in ghost, yeah. There's like a there's like a man's scream that's attached to the torso, and I believe the uh, the the prince as well. The torn prince. Yeah, yes. the torn prince. They, they 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 stick with me, man. So watch that part and tell me, tell me, call me. No, <laughs> just watch for yourselves and uh, let me know what y'all think. Yeah. So I. Towards the end of the movie, I mean, Cyrus kind of comes back. Cyrus is not dead! Yeah. He's actually in cahoots with Kalina, who's been kind of guiding them, uh, the family. Kalina's through. not good! Yes, so... Thank you, Danny. You're welcome. Uh, they're in cahoots for a moment. 
Okay, so Kalina <laughs> and Cyrus were are a it's a it's a not a balanced relationship, right? Kalina is definitely not getting no. It's not balanced. You know, he's very aggressive, very abusive, and she's basically doing his bidding work. And then he casts her aside in the most heinous way. Well, first he pushes her down after a kiss. Right. Fucking Murray <laughs> Abraham, man. I'm telling you. This guy, this like, uh, yeah. uh, uh Sally's keep uh, uh hold on. I gotta it's 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 his it's his character in uh Amadeus. Uh, Amadeus Amadeus. I mean he's not Amadeus, but Amadeus. he's uh he's <laughs> fuck it, I'm I'm gone. Sa Sally Salieri. Sally Sa anyway, he's the he's in Amadeus, but he is such a like he's fucking Murray Abraham. Scarface. Oh. <laughs> he's in Scarface, That's right. man. That's <laughs> right. I got another person to do it. He do it cheaper, fifty bucks. Anyway, anyway. Oh man, this is a wonderful actor. It is revealed that he is alive, and he is. It's his plan all along, man. The, these family members were not there by happenstance. No, he he's orchestrated this entire thing to have the family there. Uh, I mean, to unlock the ghost or to unlock the, the what do they call it? The eye to hell? The Oculus. Oculus? The Oculus, which is the eye of hell. Basically, the Ocul the eye of hell, it, as the way Kalina describes it, uh, could see the past, the present, the future um, of all worlds, apparently. So the way she says it, if knowledge is power, then the person who can control the Oculus would be the most powerful man on earth. Basically, you have all knowledge of all things. Right. So that's the point of all of this. That's what Cyrus wanted, but he needed specific ghosts. I mean, you named them, and we're talking about like like you can't just be like ah uh, this this ghost like checks nine out of ten boxes. No, they got to check all the boxes yeah. to qualify as the hammer, the jackal. Oh my god, we didn't even talk about the jackal, dude. I know the jackal is is beyond terrifying. Like the probably the icon of all the 13 ghosts of this film is I think so. Everyone thinks of the Jackal first. Uh the Jackal's got this uh got like um a straight jacket that they ripped out of. Uh they've got claw uh, claws for hands. It's a terrifying face, a cage over their head. Yeah. Long hair coming from the cage. Imagine like a rabid as far as like the man has rabies, Charles Manson in a in one of those like uh Back in the day, this the way they stopped these people from biting themselves and other people and doing themselves harm. They put them in these like head cages, yeah. basically. Uh, yeah, just wreaking havoc and laughing the whole time, which is why he's called the jackal. Yeah, and also the way the jackal moves is very fast compared to like the juggernaut or even the hammer. They kind of like walk, you know, they're big dudes, but the jackal is sprints, sprints, and has that kind of like uh, what's it? gangly arms and movements and we'll the get face, on the ground and crawl and the face looks a little uh color wise looks a little like the uh the princess yeah and like there's like scratches and stuff on the face kind of reminds me of um exorcist a little bit um yeah there's a bit of pazuzu in there yeah yeah a yeah. little bit um i agree with getting the visual effects uh and make a back for this uh this origin that would be fantastic you know who would do it because I don't know if Netflix would do it, but I believe um, Paramount Plus would do it. Sounds like it. Because yeah, Paramount Plus yeah. is going to do some things, apparently. But Sounds I think like they it. would do it first before Netflix for some reason. I don't know. It's just like, you know, there takes a certain... You have to pay... You have to... 
you have to care mm -hmm. if you're going to give these things their due. If you're going to give these IPs their due, you can't just take it for the sake of taking it, right? Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes there's, you know, Netflix does a lot of content, man. It's just like sometimes you don't, you don't know or you don't trust that they're going to nail it or, uh, you know, they do a lot of times, most of the time. Yeah. Um, but if you've seen the latest season of the uh, Great British Bake Off, you know, you just... Something that this movie does with all the technology going on, it still makes it scary with these ghosts, but the claustrophobia of these small rooms and the shifting... Mm -hmm. Uh, windows and all this kind of the spells and all that kind of stuff. It really lends itself to something that we took part in um, Halloween haunts, um, mazes. Uh, can you imagine, you Don't know, going me, through I, a maze like that where I, things are shifting around and the actors are coming after you? Like, oh, that'd be wonderful. I, mean, I think it's just made for it. No one's waivers done it yet. galore, but I mean, that would be wonderful, man. Yeah. I mean, because look, yes, we, I, I, again, we got to remind you guys this house is shifting. This this machine house is shifting like people are being they were once together walking down a corridor and then it shifts and now they're separated and they're locked in there with a ghost or, you know, as what happened to the lawyer, he was walking and then, you know, a glass sliced the man in half, yeah. you know. So I was like, it's it. Uh, and then Kalena, she was following Cyrus and he knows it because he built this shit. He knows everything. He kind of stops and leaves her behind. And, uh, you know, Star Wars sort of. <laughs> or crawl, whatever reference you were okay with, kind of smushes her in between uh, two glass panes, and she kind of, you know she gets squished to death because uh, those things are going to keep on going. But we get to the end. We mm -hmm. get to the end, and not only is it revealed that Tony Shalhoub is not just there by inheriting what his uncle gave him, or is there to just you know have bad luck. He is the thirteenth ghost, as Matthew Lillard tells him. Yeah, He's, um, he needs to make a be the sacrifice or sacrifice for love. The last one, the thirteenth ghost, is the uh, uh, what uh, the the something lover. The actual is the broken heart. The broken heart. So he has to sacrifice himself in order to. So uh, apparently, whoever wanted to get, I, you or one to access the Oculus made it very hard. You had to get a specific amount of things and very. You know, like a lot of things had to come together to make this. So, like this, Cyrus believed that he can do it. So he faked his own death to get uh, his nephew in there, so that his nephew can uh, sacrifice himself by throwing himself into the Oculus, which is basically a sphere that is like yeah. ever changing and like razor sharp sphere. Isn't it? Wasn't it Lionsgate they used to do that, or uh, no, uh, Twisted Pictures or something? Yeah, they would do that on the title card. It would be like a barbed wire, and then they would twist it around. And yeah, but there was one that had like the mechanics too. The the big machine. I forget which one it was. It might have been Lionsgate for a while. Yeah, it reminded me of that. Though. I mean, anytime I see any apparatus like that, my heart, my heart, my mind immediately goes to Hellraiser. Mm -hmm. But it's not even that. It's uh, also Event Horizon. Oh, okay. All right. I see you, Danny. I see you. Yeah. Write that, write one, down. that one down. Come back to that. <laughs> um, towards the end of this movie, I mean, one thing I just want to get right to is the, the, the ghosts get released out of this thing. Once the sacrifice is mm -hmm. done, mm -hmm. um, the good guys win essentially. But again, that sadness kind of comes back. The ghosts are like going back out into the open. 
but they're also leaving going- the house and going into the woods and they kind of just fade off and now they're back into the world I, to wreak havoc again man because Which i love i love that like you yeah. leave it wide open the terrifying part of this movie is still out there but now it's going back home basically imagine how confusing it is for those ghosts man they're just out there they don't they see things and they think they're maybe still in the real world, so, but they're like, they're trapped in this like permanent aggression, you know, before they catch, cause the juggernaut is the one they catch in the beginning. They read his stats of how many people have died at his hand. It's like so many, it's like, well, it's nine as a mortal and then a lot more afterwards. So yeah, he was just an angry mechanic cause he's well, got like a jumpsuit on. Uh, the, he's like one of the only backstories I remember. He uh, would go pick up women hitchhikers, take them back to the junkyard and rip them apart by hand. And then he got caught because he got an undercover SWAT officer and the SWAT team took him out. And as a ghost, he continued to do it. Yes. Yes. He continued to tear people apart in the junkyard. So he's confined to his, his area. I just kind of made me, you made me think of this, like the funny moment where they're like, okay, so you going back to the junkyard? Okay. I I got my thing over here in the tub and like all of them just kind of like, oh man, that was some crazy shit, right? This weird house, man. I do always watch it for that last moment. Uh, when they all disappear into the forest, if you notice the jackal, yeah. I knew it. I knew it, man. I knew you would have noticed. Yeah, it. of course. Because they all kind of disappear into the darkness, and the jackal's just kind of like doing his thing. And his last move is just like he opens his arms and looks like kind of like puts his chest up in the air, and he's, then that's when he fades. He's away. the only one that turns back, and he's the last yeah. one to fade out. So he turns back towards the house and does this big elaborate arms out sort of a thing. You wonder if they're friends though, right? All the ghosts? Yeah. Like That's what the, I'm saying. If the juggernaut and the hammer are just like talking, they're like, man, we're the biggest motherfuckers in this place. I know, we, we could fucking run this thing. They do run this thing because, um, uh, you know what? We're not going to mention it. Watch the movie because we're not going to talk about every scene because it is up to you, the viewer, <laughs> to make sure that you like them too. We're not. No, just leave it. All right. Yeah, we'll leave it leave at it. that. But, the ghosts but, are friends. Okay. But I do want to talk about real quick the moment that does make me emotional because we mentioned that the fourth ghost is the mom and the wife. Uh, when once Tony Shalhoub saves his family with help from the nanny, yeah. um, the whole thing just gets destroyed. The ghosts actually get Cyrus, mm-hmm. take him and kill him because they're like, you motherfucker, you put us in this house and it sucks here, you know, and <laughs> they killed him. What we see is all the ghosts are gone. Tony Shalhoub's got his family with him and there's one ghost left and because they were on this like rotating deal and it's the fourth ghost. Yeah. And it's the mom. It's the, and they all can see the mom and she's not half burnt anymore. She's in the last way that they. Nothing, nothing. There's the, what? It's the last way. I'm trying to get through it. It's the last way that they, that they saw her before she died. And you know, she's just, just there. She just says bye to him. And it's really sweet. It's a really sweet moment. So, uh, yeah, that, that part really gets me all the time. So. Very emotional episode. I'm sorry, man. I mean, wow. you're talking about you're talking about some real heavy elements here. If you do believe in ghosts, it means you do believe in an afterlife. And you do believe in some sort of yeah, life after your existence on this earth. So it's like um those moments, if if you've grown up with them, if you hold them to you and you've lost loved ones, whether you know, albeit a kind of you know, archaic and sort of crass way of talking about certain ghosts, you know, at the end of the day, it's still lives 
that have passed on yep. and lives that you miss probably in your own life that you can maybe uh, attach yourself to these moments. And so when you see things like that, yeah, if it doesn't hit you, um, you know, you, you're, you're blessed in that sense. If it doesn't hit you hard, you're blessed. Very so, true. Uh, yeah. That moment always gets me. All right, Danny. Very emotional, Danny. What the fuck? This episode. Be judged. You were emotional on the Leprechaun episode. Because Leprechaun is emotional. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> pink pants. All right. Danny, you got anything else to say? No. No? I, 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 I wish this movie could have given me a better DVD cover. <laughs> case <laughs> a better dvd case because oh swear to god i love this movie so much but it fucked with my collection that's do you, all do you still have the dvd absolutely because the dvd this was the time of dvds being awesome oh yeah all the extras and all this kind i'll of tell stuff. you though real quick that's one i, I real wish quick, i had what i do hate with the two-sided dvds i fucking hated that shit oh the yeah. one that had widescreen and, and standard first of all only give me widescreen ever wait it was two-sided or there's two dvds no there's two-sided because once i was standard okay scre- standard screen yeah. the other side was wide. i hate those because once i would get scratched more than the other and it was always the one that i wanted and i also <laughs> never knew which side to put fucking down that's all <laughs> <laughs> it said it inside the little thing if you could see it i can't sdhd oh wow all right danny how many ghosts do you give 13 ghosts out of how many ghosts? 13? I will give... Out of five. Out of five. Out of five ghosts? Out of five. Ooh, okay. I will give this movie... Three ghosts. Okay. Three ghosts, ladies and gentlemen. I will give it a three as well. I really like it. Uh, it's got a cult following. I'm kind of a part of it. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just makes sense that you would be a, a part of it yeah i'm a part of the cult following i love yeah. the backstory of them and uh, i want to go back and kind of explore that some more i hope Absolutely. somebody picks this up and makes it into a series let's uh, keep talking Mike about Flanagan, it please who the guy who did a uh, house on haunted hill sure haunting house of hill house i was gonna say house on haunted hill we're going back to that no, again. No, no. haunting of hill house and uh haunting of Blythe house Blythe manor <sighs> what don't even, dude. Those were two home <laughs> runs, both of them. I'm not going to... We're going to continue. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> right. So three, go watch it. Become part of the cult. Yeah. Uh, that is 13 ghosts. And tell us which one is your favorite ghost. Yeah. Um, I don't... Who is your favorite ghost? Oof. Uh, it would... Have, oh, man, that's hard. It's either... I like the Juggernaut. I like the Jackal. And I... I mean, I like the Princess. But not if I just okay, yeah. <laughs> so I, can't, I can't really dig myself out of that one, but I just there's something about the princess, the the tragedy of yeah. Danny's winking at the camera's great. <laughs> um, who who's your favorite? Uh it's the juggernaut. Juggernaut. Yeah, I just like this idea that this dude his hair is parted down the middle and he's <laughs> You got a thing with hair, man. It's a part of the head. He looks like he looks like uh, Billy Zane at the end of Titanic. I have a child, you know, and he's got the hair pointed. Billy Zane. Can't wait to talk about him eventually. All right. Well, until next time, that's Danny. I'm Lance reminding you to lock your door, bolt your windows, and (laughs) join us next time in Slasher's Paradise. Hey, did you hear anything you like? 
Thanks for listening to Slasher's Paradise tonight. Did you know that you can watch our podcast? Where? YouTube.com. If you go to YouTube.com, look up Slasher's Paradise, you'll find the Dead Candy page. And there you can see all of our podcasts, as well as a few shorts that Danny and I have put out. While you're there, please subscribe. And while you are listening here, go ahead and find yourself that rate and review button. Five stars is what we would love for you guys to give us. And you know what? If you can't think of anything to say in the review, why don't you go ahead and put some recommendations and or requests of horror movies that you would love for us to talk about. If you'd like to find out more information about Slasher's Paradise or Dead Candy, the producer of our show, you can head over to Facebook.com slash Dead Candy Fix. That's D-E-D Candy Fix. Here's to you guys. This is Slasher's Paradise. Sorry, I had to work that in. And I'm going to drink on that.